Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. The city of Washington, D.C. must pay a church $220,000 for illegally banning worship. Filmmaker Del Tackett talks about the engagement project, Call to Action. And Henry and Richard Blackaby have an important new book, The Solomon Promise, Keys to Healing America. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. The city of Washington, D.C. must pay a church $220,000 because the city illegally banned their worship services. Christian Post reports, District of Columbia and Mayor Muriel Bowser have agreed to pay, as a settlement to a lawsuit, $220,000 to a local Baptist church that sued the city because the city had improperly banned in-person worship restrictions during the COVID pandemic. Last September, Capitol Hill Baptist Church sued the city of Washington DC, the district, over the government's ban on outdoor worship services, not just indoors, but can't even have one on the church lawn. If it had more than 100 people in attendance, well, that was struck down eventually in other cases similar by the US Supreme Court. And now the settlement agreement <clears throat> and release was approved last week, Thursday. The city said they will pay $220,000 to the councils and lawyers representing the church, which broke down to 210,000 for the law firm, Wilmer Hale, and 10,000 for the national legal nonprofit, First Liberty Institute. As explained in the settlement, the district has lifted earlier restrictions, so now the Capitol Hill Baptist Church can gather not just outdoors, but even indoors for worship services. The settlement is explained as follows, quote, <clears throat> the district agrees that it will not enforce any current or future COVID-19 restrictions to prohibit Capitol Hill Baptist Church from gathering as one congregation in the District of Columbia. The district further agrees that should it decide that new restrictions on religious gatherings are necessary during the current or any future COVID-19 or variant thereof public, it will not impose restrictions on CHBC that are more restrictive than the restrictions on comparable secular activities as defined by the Supreme Court, end quote. In other words, they were treating churches unfairly, but letting other places gather liberally. <clears throat> Attorney Hiram Sasser, Executive General Counsel for First Liberty Institute, said in a statement that Capitol Hill Baptist is relieved and grateful that this ordeal is finally behind them. Attorney Sasser said, quote, all Capitol Hill Baptist Church ever asked is for equal treatment under the law so they could meet together safely as a church. Government officials need to know that illegal restrictions on First Amendment rights are intolerably and costly, end quote. And that's the news. Our thanks to Christian Post for that important story. 
You know, we uh, here at, at PIJN News are praying for, in fact, this is like one of our biggest issues, right? Religious freedom. And we encourage people to personally take care of yourselves, you know, self-govern. If you need to wear a mask, if you choose to get the vaccine, you don't have to, right? But when the government comes to a church and when the government says you must, then they have crossed the line of separation of church and state. I would take it even further that they cannot restrict churches at all from freedom of assembly because freedom of assembly is right there in the First Amendment of the Constitution. I'm no lawyer, but I can read it into the Constitution. The plain text of the words say you cannot ban people assembling together. And then add freedom of religion on top of that. We have more rights as Christians than even secular people uh, like, like Walmart or Lowe's or Home Depot that they were letting in thousands of people during the COVID restriction, but not more than 100 people in church outdoors. That's not right. Uh, thank you to Kelly Shackelford and also Hiram Sasser and everybody at First Liberty and, and the attorneys that fought that good fight. Here's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3, and we discern upon them the Spirit of God. Why? Because the Bible says, now the Lord is the Spirit, <clears throat> and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let's pray, would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name for your liberty to extend and, and ring out throughout, uh, not just America, but the entire world, Father, that the Holy Spirit of liberty would, would extend into places where the government suppresses our freedom. And we pray that America, uh, just as these courts have done, will enforce the First Amendment to protect religious freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Del Tackett and the son of Henry Blackaby, Richard Blackaby, Important. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here with this great ministry needs your support and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. 15 years ago, I invented my pillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patented fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. I back my pillow with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm gonna pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98, or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. I used to think that sheets were just sheets. I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had. The MyPillow topper for the first time has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep. I'm able to go to bed and just get rest. That's three inches of wonderful that's in the MyPillow mattress topper. It's just like a firm cloud. MyPillow helps me get a good night's sleep so I can do my job in the morning. 
Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts, not just on my pillows, but so much more. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or MyPillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by a returning guest and fan favorite, Del Tackett is the leader of The Truth Project, his website, DellTackett.com. Did I get that right? You did. Right oh, on. Fantastic. So, uh, remind our audience, some of them are seeing you for the first time. Okay. What is The Truth Project? Well, The Truth Project was uh, a small group series uh, that we were hoping would build a comprehensive, systematic, biblical worldview in the body of Christ. And the Lord has put His hands on it, and it's gone all over the world. Systematic, comprehensive worldview, but it's in understandable short segments, video segments that people can use to lead small group discussions. That's correct. So we go through what I would call the various areas of a biblical worldview. So we look at theology, but we look at anthropology, who we are. Uh, We look at philosophy and ethics, science, history, and social order. You know, the design that God has given for the state, you know, for the family, for church and labor and so forth. It sounds like a, a philosophy 101 if I were a humanities <laughs> major, but, but you take this from a biblical worldview. Why is that important? Well, it's important because all of reality is rooted and based in the very nature and character of God. When he created, he created everything in accordance with who he was. So the triune God creates family with relationships. Uh, all of the creation is in relationships. So everything that we do, if we follow God's design, as we understand from the special revelation that he's given to us, uh, then we're going to be in, in line with what he wants and how he created, as opposed with kicking against it. And, and uh, the next phase of the Truth Project is now coming out. Uh, uh, what's new in the, in the program? Well, the engagement project is basically uh, the next step. So uh, it's not, I mean, it's good to have a biblical worldview, but if we just have a biblical worldview and say, great, now I'm smart, I know all these things, and we sit in our house and and glow, (laughs) then that doesn't change the world around us. And uh, that was one of the reasons in the very beginning, uh, when I was at the White House, the Lord broke my heart for the state of the body of Christ. We were not being the light and salt that God had meant us to be. And so the engagement project is the next step. Okay, now you have a biblical worldview. What are we supposed to do with it? And, and I assume that means getting out of your small groups, which are in your house, which is great, mm-hmm. but going out and being salt and light in the world. What, how do people engage? Well, what we're going to call people to is what the Lord asked us to do. Uh, when he summarized everything, he said, love God and love your neighbor. We... We think that he meant that. In fact, for the first several hundred years in Christianity, that is how uh, the body of Christ grew. That's how the church grew, is because people believed that that's what the Lord meant. And so it, it uh, grew and multiplied neighbor by neighbor. And we're calling people back to that. We're hoping and praying that God is going to um, open the eyes of, of the body of Christ to understand that God is really entrusted the common Christian family with the primary work of the kingdom. And Jesus uh, commanded us to go and make disciples, right? Not just to, to love your neighbor, which is great. You can, you, you know, uh, serve them food if they're hungry or clothe them if they're naked or visit them if they're sick. But to teach them 
the gospel. And you've provided practical tools for people to teach other people. That's correct. Uh, but what we find in the culture around us today is that uh, we no longer live in our grandma's day when we shared a common worldview. And you could logically lay things in front of people. Uh, we now live in a day, and you probably recognize it as well as I do and many people I talk to, that there is no longer a rational discussion. You can't have a logical uh, discussion with people. You go to my Facebook page and you'll see a lot of angry people fighting. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right? exactly right. And so, uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of our apologetics, rightly so, were built upon the assumption of a logical argument. Well, God is logical. He created a logical world. Uh, our faith is logical. Paul lays out logical arguments. But the assumption is that the person we're talking to still has a rational mind. And uh, so I think the day that we're in now, the culture we live in, we're going to have to recognize that we first have got to build that relationship before we're going to be able to then present logical truth. So building relationships with people, but we live in a social media age and, and people hide in their uh, living room or, or basement or wherever they're, they're online all the time. How has that changed? Well, what has to happen, of course, in, in the world where we're being atomized, in fact, social distancing and all this thing, we're, we're not coming together, we're actually going farther and farther apart. Uh, Christians, we should understand what true relationship is. Why? Because God, we serve the God who is in true relationship, internal to himself, is the triune God. He has created us and made us for relationships. That's why husband and wife, which is radical to say today, who would have thought that? A male and a female coming together in a deep relationship. We understand those things. And so we are the people who, who not only understand it, but we're the people who need to show that and to begin to build true relationships with people who do have a tendency to want to hide, hide behind their, their walls, hide behind their garage door. Well, uh, the one good thing I think about social media is it's become a medium for the gospel. Do you have tools on your website uh, from the Truth Project? And mention your website and how can people get those tools to share with their neighbors? Well, they can uh, go on to the website, uh, and we're trying to train those small group leaders, first of all. And so they can get that training online, or they can go to the conferences we're holding around the country. When I leave here, I'm headed to Florida, Thank you. Uh, to Alcala, and we're going to have a conference this week. I just came back from Alaska, uh, so people can go to those conferences, or they can go online and get the training there. Fantastic. Our guest has been Del Tackett. His website, deltackett.com. Please sign up and get his free materials to help you lead a small group. We'll be right back. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Today we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World, 
with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Get yours today. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial and finally, Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. If you've ever read Experiencing God by Dr. Henry Blackaby, uh, you will know that there is a fine tradition of spirituality that runs in the Blackaby family. I want to introduce his son, Dr. Richard Blackaby, is uh, president of... Uh, What's the name of your university? Your, your Blackaby Ministries International. Blackaby Ministries. He's the author with his dad of this important book, The Solomon Promise, The Key to Healing America and Ourselves. How are you today? Thanks for coming on the program. It's good to be with you. So you're an academic. Uh, uh, three of your, your, your three children are all uh, serving the Lord in ministry. You, your, your father has 14 grandchildren, and he influenced my life. His book, Experiencing God, was taught to me in seminary and it's a really a way to connect with God and find out what his purpose for your personal life is. I want to say thank you to your family for the, the tremendous legacy. Um, tell me about the Solomon Promise. Why, why did you produce this? Well, it's uh, based on, uh, originally my dad preached three sermons uh, that were very used very powerfully by God uh, to bring revival uh, at the time. One of those kind of sermons where as my dad was preaching, people just began flooding to the front in the middle of the sermon and just trying to respond overwhelmed by the, the, the message. Like an altar call, people would come forward they, they, to pray. Yeah, they just kind of declared their own altar call. It had, there hadn't been one extended yet. They just were got up and just had to get right with God. And so the publisher just said, you know what, that, that's what America needs now. They need a word from God to help them get their life right with God. So, that so his best America three sermons are summarized are right in, in here. <laughs> three, three chapters in a simple book, yeah. but profound and powerful yeah. about holiness. And that's what I love. Mm. I, I, I wrote my master's thesis on, on holiness theology. Mm. Let's talk about this first sermon here, the loss and fear of God. Yeah. 
Well, my dad always said, when you lose your, your fear of God, you, you lose your fear of sin. You don't take, if you don't take God seriously, you won't take sin seriously. And so you have a lot of Christians today. It's one thing for unbelievers not to fear God. It's another thing when God's own people have lost their, their fear of Him as well. And uh, when you don't fear God, when you don't see God as He is, like Isaiah in chapter 6, when, when Isaiah sees God, all he can say is, woe is me. God is so much beyond me. And immediately he becomes aware of his own sinful mouth and his words and wants to get right. And once he's right with God, then he's commissioned, he's sent out. And America needs God's, we, God's people want the world to get right, to, to get rid of their sin. But we're not first starting with the sin in our own life. And, and that begins with a personal encounter with the holiness of God. He yeah. is so holy and pure and, and sinless himself that by comparison, we are only sinful. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, we've tried so hard to bring God down to our level that we've, we've somehow misunderstood He's not at our level. He is beyond us. He's far yeah. greater than us. He's not the same as us. Uh, and, and He gives holy commands, and, and when we disobey, then we're, we're out of His will. Yeah. Looking at sin from God's perspective, this is another famous sermon by your dad that became chapter 2 in the Solomon Promise. Yeah, and you know, you hear a lot of people today just excusing their sin. Uh, Christians will say, well, I've struggled with this for years. That's just my issue. I've always been weak at this. Or we will say, God's been you know, wanting to deal with this in my life, and at some point I'm going to do that. But when you really begin to realize what it costs God for your sin, you can't take it lightly anymore. You can't joke about it. You can't. What Jesus did on the cross is serious business. It, it is, and it cost him greatly. Uh, and that's what my sin cost Jesus. And so for me to laugh or joke or shrug my shoulders and say, I've just always struggled with that, uh, you, can't, you can't do that anymore once you see sin the way God sees it. And, and he gave his life because of his tremendous love for us. And when we intentionally sin after that, like it says in, in Hebrews 10, 27, um, if we continue to sin willfully, uh, it's almost like what we're, we're making light of or mocking what Jesus did for us on the cross. There's no atonement yeah. left for us, and, and we can expect the fire of hell, it says in Hebrews yeah. 10. And anyone who sees Jesus on the cross, if you can treat that lightly, you, don't, you, you just have missed the whole point of what happened there. Yeah. Mm. The third sermon, the highway of holiness. Is there a, a secret way to overcome sin, to, to live a holy life? Yeah, and, and that's based, uh, uh, he bases that sermon out of a uh, passage in Isaiah 35 where God talks about revival, what it looks like, and how even though people are far from him now, his desire is for God's people to be like a highway, a holy highway, that people can find their way to God. And unfortunately, a lot of people today, when they're asked, why don't you go to church, they'll say, well, because I know Christians. And they're hypocrites. And so instead of being a highway in which many people are coming to Jesus, we actually are creating barriers that We're are a stumbling block. People are okay with Jesus. They just are offended by Jesus' followers. Yeah. And, uh, and so first, we've got to get our life right so that people, when they see us, they say, well, if that is what it means to follow Jesus, then we'd like to do that too. And they join the highway. They get on the highway and they find their <laughs> way to God. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like, so that's yeah. the third sermon in the Solomon Promise, the Key to Healing America 
and ourselves. Where can I find this book and your other materials? Well, we have a website at just www.blackaby.org. And, uh, of course, Amazon and other places will have it as well. But uh, we have a store with all of our books at blackaby.org. Blackaby.org. Just, we have about a minute left. I wonder if somebody out there is inspired, and I wonder if you would lead them in a word of prayer. Sure. Lord, I pray for all those uh, viewing that, uh, Lord, you would help us today to have a fresh view of who you are, what you've done for us. Lord, help us to see our sin the way you see it. Help us to see you as you are, not, not as we think of you, but as you actually are. May we be overwhelmed by a fresh encounter with you. And Lord, if there is any sin in our life, would you convict us of it, set us free from it, forgive us of it, so that our life can be a highway upon which many people can come to you because they saw what you meant in our life and how you set us free. So bless those listening and watching. And I pray, Lord, in the coming days, these will be our greatest days in our service for you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Please say hi to your dad for us. I understand he's 86. He's not traveling, but he's alive and and well and serving the Lord for, for over 50 years in ministry. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm Dr. Chaps. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back. This is PIJN News. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years. But now there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. PrayInJesusName.org is our website. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today. If you've been following the LGBTQ agenda, There is now a radical program to take away freedom from Christians like you. In fact, they're trying to pass an unconstitutional law now. It's misnamed as the Equality Act, but it's really inequality for Christians. And it punishes people like Jack Phillips, the baker who didn't want to participate in gay weddings, and florists and photographers. It also forces co-ed bathrooms on every business owner in America. You could lose your business if you don't let men into the ladies' restroom. It violates the privacy and safety of women, forces women to compete with men in their own sporting events. And finally, there are no religious exemptions. Even your church will be vulnerable. We want you to sign a petition against this today at PrayInJesusName.org. Click on PrayInJesusName.org. There's a row of petitions there. Look for the one called Equality. We will send it to Congress. Sign up today. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching. Let me encourage you to give, why? Because we are the tip of the spear. We do three important things here. We broadcast the gospel in 222 million available TV homes. We uh, care for orphans and widows, and we uh, send petitions to God and government. The Bible says in 
Hebrews 13, do not neglect to do good and share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Please donate and contribute when you visit PrayInJesusName.org or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. If you need prayer, we'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.